This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are at a sort of a crossroads where, like as I just said, there's that kind of temptation to see what the future is without, you know, without Gino. I think some people, because of the dip in production, which is understandable, they're like, okay, well, maybe Gino ain't the guy to be giving this money to. I don't actually think he'll get paid as much as people think, but, you know, it could happen. Uh, but I think we need to sort of stop being so conspicuous conspiracy theory like about Pete Coward's comments like you know if he keeps telling you something there is no real reason for him to do that um to 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 the degree that he has done like he has been yes there have been instances in the past where Pete said one thing and another thing's happened but this was like on a whole different level like after the game as we said he was saying that you know Gino's for real. He's the real deal. He can do all of the things that a terrific quarterback does. Yeah. Mentioned his movement, his leadership, his poise. Uh, mentioned how great a story it was and how he's had an unbelievably great season. Then in his uh, end of season presser, he reiterated, we have our guy. We need to hopefully work things out so he is with us. There is business to be done there, of course, but there is no lid on what we can do. The sky is the limit. Yeah. Really, as we look to the future, he is a big part of why we are looking to to the future so promisingly. But you don't say it to yeah. that level if you're not if he's not your guy. And the fact that I'm having to say that is a bit bizarre. But the, I've just seen, particularly on the the app that is Twitter, certain discussions which are kind of crazy to me. Um, I told you that was going to happen. I said this on the show last week. Now I said it with the preface that it was going to be if the offense had a bad game. And the offense didn't necessarily have a bad game, but uh, yeah, I know. thought they had a great game. The the problem is that fumble, yeah, that third and twelve fumble is kind of uh, and, it's and, burned yeah. in the brains of people. I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, it but still, the, but you had to play an absolutely precise game against the Fortnite's, and yeah. really the defense wasn't doing anything for you. The defense collapsed, absolutely yep. collapsed. That wasn't yep. on the offense. Um, yep. So I think also what doesn't help is Pete's last answer, like which was related to the offense, was last two answers. He mm-hmm. was asked about how Geno Smith's uh, twenty twenty two season changed their NFL draft approach for the team, like as it relates to quarterback. And he said if we didn't have a quarterback that functioned really well, it might have been a little bit different. The quarterbacks in this draft are extraordinary players. You don't get opportunities like this. We're really tuned into all of those options. So maybe they did, you know, have a, you know, a few guys in mind. Maybe they did like this class, 
But then also, it's in Pete's interest to say this because they're at number five. If there's a quarterback mm-hmm. needy team and there's a sure. guy who's fallen and the quarterbacks do go one, two, three, because it could happen. Um, mm. You know how it happens in, in times. And last year wasn't a very quarterback high draft, but this year it feels like there's enough guys to push up as, as it happens. So guys want to get their dude, whereas n- none of the teams seem that uh, into Ridder or Willis. Um, and Pittsburgh, mm. it turned out, went to pick it, but late. But like there wasn't mm. enough of a, a desperation to then push everyone up a bit more as, as happens. Uh, but yeah, I don't necessarily think that's an... Oh, we're, we're definitely going to see like John Schneider at like Will Levis's pro day and everyone's yes. going to lose their mind. <laughs> like, yes. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of fun to look forward to, I guess. But um, and, and, you know, I, I don't I'm not saying this because I don't think Seattle should pass up a quarterback like um, and I'm sure they might try in round three, you know, like they, they have done in the past. If there's a guy where Schneider's like I've graded him as high as I had Mahomes, then I think you have to consider it. Uh, also, you know, Gino is 32 years old. Uh, there's a discussion to be had on that as well. You know, could you have a rookie for three years? Does that even work? Seattle's quarterback factory. Drew Locke, they're still supposedly high on. You know, he has tools. He's crazy athletic. He's got um, a hose. He has a hose. He does. Hose mm. confirmed. That mm. was never his issue. The natural traits. It was always uh, the kind of quarterbacking at an NFL level in the intangible side. And correct me mm. if I'm wrong, I believe Schneider last year around the time that they traded Ross said, you know, one of his biggest regrets is that they didn't draft quarterback. Yeah, so. but then, you know, at a certain point, it's just lip service, like, just draft a quarterback, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's well, so that's, like that's going to be year, the interesting like, thing, right? Rid- it's like, take, take rid of Dave round four, like, right. take, take rid of, he was baby Gino, we were saying it. So, you know, like, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they approach that this year if they do take a quarterback is it just going to be a seventh round alex magoo type of flyer or is it going to be you know is it going to be like a, a day two guy day three you know, early us, day three it will tell us a lot about one obviously how they feel about the the, the day two three quarterbacks right but also mm-hmm. how highly they rate lock because right if they you know um what is lock even going to get Considering well, that and, and obviously, this year. yeah, obviously, there's the discussion they'll have to have with Locke of you know, do you want to try and be a start somewhere or do you want to sign here? And what's your outlook like? You know, what do you want for your career? Do you have it in you to settle down for a few years and mm-hmm. just remain patient in the system? I mean, if they manage to re sign him on the cheap, then there's a potential for if he starts getting it all together in the preseason. In the preseason games, then you you flip him, you know, you, yeah. you 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 trade him, you do a whatever team does that Packers sometimes, right? Sure, yeah. Brett Hunley, mm. <laughs> sixth round pick for Brett Brett Hunley. Yep. Uh, so, and then I guess the other thing is the last question Pete answered in his end of season press conference was, uh he answered one about the financial investment on the quarterback and how that makes it more difficult to improvements over the roster. And he acknowledged that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, and he said it's a part of the business. But like, really... The interesting thing, though, that he did say there was Gino does want a good team around him. So does that mean that he knows that Gino is willing to take maybe a little less to stay? Yeah. 
Well, when we spoke about it on Sunday, like... Oh, Saturday. In the post-game press conference, Gino spoke about loyalty and like, okay, you're trying to right. be a... You're trying to have some good PR. Seattle's been very loyal world, to him in general. With that, yeah, that's what he emphasized. And he was saying yeah. about how, you know, he'd, he'd want to do right by them. So I, I, that is probably him being four a good times, soldier. Right? Four times? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that is, that's probably been a good soldier and like good good PR, good media sure. stuff. But really, you don't ha- again, you don't have to say that. Like there, it suggests, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to drive as hard a bargain as he could, I, I don't think. Now, there's still a price that the market will dictate uh, and a baseline. So we'll see. But on a similar level, like as I wrote in my article on this a while ago now, uh, Seahawks on tape, Substack. But like the team will have ways of protecting against the fact that this is one year production. The team will have ways of protecting the, over the fact that Gino is 32 years old. Maybe they add a few more incentives in. Maybe mm. they, maybe they find a way to lower the guarantee slightly. Maybe that's a justification for not giving out a five-year deal, but a medium or even shorter-term deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's options in there. There's lots of different mechanics that I'm not smart enough to understand, but I'm sure will be involved in the contract for both sides as protection and also reward. So. I really wouldn't get too caught up in it that I think it's the right decision to make. And it's weird we're having the discussion and it's only going to warm up, I think. But as guys will watch the quarterbacks and maybe I'll watch the quarterback and be like, wow, that this guy is really special. Like maybe, you know, maybe we should think about this, but that mm. that doesn't preclude you from rewarding Gino for what overall was your very good season of quarterbacking. And yes, I've acknowledged production dips, but, the process was pretty much consistent. And the other factor here, which, you know, Pete Howell's mentioned, but like, he is a, not only has his on field play been pretty, pretty positively graded throughout the season, uh, even with the lower production. Not only that, but he's a massive presence in the locker room. One, yeah. he's a, one of the few veterans. Two, he's been through so much in the league that it becomes an inspiration to his teammates. And it becomes a real teaching moments for his uh, younger teammates as well. And they all rallied around him. They they all sort of backed him in the offseason. That guys who are noteworthy, like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Metcalf in particular was so outspoken about how Gino was going to prove people wrong. And mm-hmm. now on a young team, he's one of the few vets. The way he managed to galvanize them and become a really respected leader the way he led the team and was basically the main locker room spokesman, especially for the offense. That's a hard sell on, on a locker room where you've Pete spoke about at the end of the season, how they find the right culture and the right blend and the right balance. And they just need to add to it with the few additions that happen. Mm-hmm. You can't then moving on. doesn't make sense from an yeah. on-field or off-field perspective. It, it would be very, very difficult to sort of recapture what you had without culture. the main piece. It really does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, and we've said this before, more so at the start of the season, just kind of talking about, you know, like, remember when there was the whole conversation about, well, why start Gino when you have Drew Locke? You know, he this season is lost anyways. You know, you could actually have something for the future with Drew Locke. Well, the argument with that is Gino, yeah, Gino's 32, but Gino hasn't really played 
So his body's in a lot better shape than most 32-year-old quarterbacks. Like he's just in a much better place in general. He could very well play another 10 years in the league. Easy considering the fact that he just he hasn't taken those shots, right? He's only played in the preseason before you know subbing in for Russ for those few games last year. Like so Yep. Yeah. And I think know. I think the Seahawks they probably knew that Gino had this in him talent-wise and within their system, they knew they could probably get stuff like this out of him. But I think the big thing is that kind of poise to remain calm and, you know, um, despite that lack of experience, despite the lack of, um, you know, miles on his arm, you know, the, the, that kind of poise to remain calm and handle the situations in the main with moments of his relative inexperience despite his age showing up at, at times and mm. you'd hope that next you know next year he's been there he's done that as he tweeted out himself yep. he actually has he has actual game reps now in the nfl in the regular season to learn from not just pre-season against weaker strings not just camp uh reps against the lower strings he actually has real like real-time reps to learn from so and I mean, before Sunday, I, I remember being like, you know, the Munich game, that might have been the biggest game of Gino's career, <laughs> you know, like that's and that shouldn't be right. Like for, for especially for quarterbacks his age, you know, and he just played in his first playoff game and he played pretty well, like especially really well in that first half. Like he I, I think there's another level that he can get to here. I think we're yeah. just kind of starting to see, you know, the the beginning of that. So. Yeah, I'm really excited about the, uh, Gino's future in general. I think the Seahawks are really in, excited about his future, and it's just it's a no brainer to me to uh, lock him up here for the you know next three years at least. Yeah, because like the 49ers defense ain't no joke. Like it's not. It's what not. are we doing here? Like I I don't know. Um, yeah, and I I love how Pete said I just couldn't be more tickled by the way the whole thing turned out. <laughs> and how he handled it yeah very yeah. cool um very cool so yeah this isn't the podcast to come to if you are wanting not pay gino stuff um the 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 20 and by the way that, thing... that stuff and by the way that stuff is pointless they're re-signing mm. gino <laughs> they're re they're re-signing gino yeah, this is a they, waste if, of time doing if this. they if they didn't i would really i mean one they it's also bad because it, it massively telegraphs their position in the draft if they're not to do that. They'd have to basically trade up for right. one uh, or they're risking a lot. It, they're in a very interesting... I guess if they didn't want to, they'd tag him and then try and trade him for something. I don't actually know how much you'd get because if you're the team who's rebuilt him and then mm -hmm. you know, you're know you trying to trade him immediately, what does that signal? Okay, you can market it as we're not quite in the right time frames, but that yeah that i i'm not sure what you'd get i i think you'd, the most you'd probably get is a, a second round pick which sounds ridiculous but also yeah uh you the, have to, there's a lot of factors at play um i mean what that would say to me is either they think drew lock is that guy you know or because they're not going to get a they're not going to get one of the three best quarterbacks at number five i don't think like no that mm, it it depends mm. it depends how crazy the hype gets yeah which uh, it, it and might. how bad the Bears are like, oh my word, I love Will Anderson and we need defense and right. our head coach's defense or something yeah. along those lines. Right. I 
I mean, so it's either like they really like Drew Locke or they want Lamar, you know, and that's like a whole other thing. And that's just a waste of time. They're yeah. re-signing Gino in this story. Yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, the other thing as well is there's like the argument that, you know, they're not going to have much cap space when they re-sign Gino. And aside from the fact that, you know, I, I do actually think they'll they'll find a way to structure it in a slightly better way. Okay, yeah, we'll take a lot of your effective cap space off the books. Uh, okay, yeah, you don't have, I think they've currently got 36, or it'll be 37 now of Myers, I think. 37 guys on the roster next year, which that's not enough at all. Um, it's no. going to be tight up against the cap. They will find now keep in mind that only work. the top 53 count towards the cap. The rest, like filling out the 90, doesn't count towards that stuff. Just have there to you go, big brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, they'll, they'll find ways to make that work. Uh, it's also big that they've hit on this past draft class. So that's all rookie contracts and key positions, like mm-hmm. two offensive tackles to eat woolen at right corner. Like yeah. the, if they can they have, have another premium positions locked up, like on rookie yeah. deals, like, yeah, it's, it's what we knew, like this draft class coming up, is going to be huge, but Gino not resigning him just to get $20 million to then splurge on what you're not really going to get your blockbuster defensive <laughs> Uh, guy for that and you know what you want three kind of depth pieces for that that is not worth the level of quarterback play that we saw this season and we have no reason to think can't continue so it's a kind of a nonsense discussion but i guess we're in the kind of you could call it fun roster building uh process of the of the season so good good for people having that the last thing that i'll add on that is just you know yeah, they would be paying a quarterback, but again, they have all these premium, the all these other premium positions on rookie deals. So you're kind of balancing it out that way. So while you are paying the quarterback, you're not really restricted in ways that maybe another team with a with a rookie quarterback contract are. So you know, I they still have quite a lot of flexibility. They're going to be able to do some stuff this offseason, even after signing Gino. I think they're going to be fairly active in free agency and make at least one, maybe even two, like legitimate, you know, noteworthy moves on the free agent market. I think this is a, this is a year. And I don't think that they're going to get to a totally unhinged place like where they, you know, trade two first round picks for a player or anything like that but i think this is a year where we do see them go out into the trade market and acquire someone maybe for like a you know a third or a fourth something like that um try and get involved in stuff like that so uh yeah you know I, they have again they have so many assets at their disposal it's really exciting They're, the possibilities here are truly endless when you have two or when you have four top what is it 52 picks i think and uh and you have you know a decent amount of cap space yeah and the the other thing is to point out as well is the real issue this season okay the offense regressed in certain areas pass protection uh receivers getting hurt the run game died mid-season and kenneth walker hit kind of a rookie wall and then came back again but there's a lack of commitment to it that impacted them uh interior offensive line regressed as well Mm -hmm. but the big problem throughout the year was the defense was horrific horrific particularly against the run yeah Yeah, they found recovery elements and periods where they sort of leaned into a slightly new schematic uh version or basically like a very watered down version of peak Harold's old defense 
but it was really, really bad. And we will talk about that mm-hmm. with Griffin and Pete Carroll's quotes in our defense season review. But like the de- and we don't, I don't really think the defense was necessarily as much of a talent issue as people want to make out. I think most of it was coaching, bad coaching, bad coaching errors and miscues and even stuff which, you know, goes up to Pete Carroll and, and his decisions at the start of the season, which had really bad knock-on effects, bad ramifications. 